Hi, this is John Dolan, formerly of the Dundee Stars, and you're listening to our view from Section C. A View from Section C is sponsored by Don Michel Italian Restaurant, Perth Road, Dundee. Hello and welcome back to the Don Michel sponsored A View from Section C. It is episode 56. We're not starting the new season yet because we've not started the new season. So still season two. But uh, yeah, Senior, how have you been? It's been a couple of months. Since the last episode, I, yeah, I know the the two of us just kind of stopped going on holiday, Junior. That's what I's. Yeah, I know. That's what I's. The sun keeps calling. Um, I've got a good friend that stays in Fife who has an apartment that's got my name on it. Hold on. So often. Hold on. There is no such thing as a good there friend is. from Fife. There is. <laughs> there is. Other than my wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry to say, but when <laughs> you know who it is, right. he's a good he's a good friend of ours and a good friend of the show. So when he get a shot of uh, his studio apartment, then you take it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh... I've been looking forward to this one, though, Junior. I must admit. Yeah, well, obviously it's been a while since we've done an episode, and we thought, well, if we're going to come back with an episode. We'll probably have another couple of weeks off again, um, but we'll come back. We'll get a special guest on the show. Um, but just so you say that, you know, being away on holiday, you know, you, you were away to Ben Medina. I was away to Tenerife. I've been away refing in Ireland. Uh, you know, I've been away with work, to Elgin, down to deep, deep, dark Fife. You know, I've been travelling a lot. And you know what happened the other day, senior? Did you meet a friend? I did meet a friend. I met a friend the yeah. other day, and you'll never guess what he said to us. He says He's... to you, "Yep." Did you meet the new Gretzky? He did. He did. Yeah. Uh, a player that was the new Gretzky. So ultimately, I asked my friend, "What was his name, Senior? What was his name?" He said that his name was AJ McLean. It is AJ McLean is our special guest. What an what? intro. Oh, it's <laughs> this for me. That was unpracticed. That was just total ad lib. Well, to be fair, I've practiced that in the house for about the last week and a week or so, going through it with Shannon saying this is what I'm going to say, and I can't wait to say it. For me, right, we've had Robert Dowdom, GB legend, and senior's best friend in the world. <laughs> We've had Rio on, which is, is massive. You know, obviously Rio's, you know, bringing in the NHLers into the, As he the is. propulsion now. Yeah. Um, but for me, this is the biggest scoop for the show. Definitely. This is the biggest one. Yeah, AJ McLean. Make me blessed now. Come on, <laughs> make me blessed here. <laughs> AJ, yeah, how I, have you I, been? I've been? I've been good. I think, uh, I think just to start, though, I, I think I disagree with you about the Fife thing. I got a great friend in Fife, if you remember, old Brucey Forsythe. Uh, <laughs> I still keep in touch with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bruce, but, Brucey's Dundonian at heart. We all yeah, know that. He's a hybrid. He's a hybrid, <laughs> for sure. Um, I think, 
if I would have known you were bringing me that way, I might have had my oldest boy around here. A true story is uh, when both I have two boys now. One's uh, my oldest is Lachlan, my youngest is Tullock. Uh, both boys, when they were babies, you know how you you'd sing them and rock them to sleep. And uh, yeah, true story. I I would sing or hum the, the AJ McLean song <laughs> to them. Uh, and, and honestly, it worked. It did. It worked. It was like a little you know a little lullaby for them. And, oh. uh, Tremendous. The other, the other day, my, my youngest guy, Tully, he's only two. He uh, He's learning how to speak, and he, uh, he he said something to his brother, and I just hear from the other room, he goes, Daddy, you, Tully said a word. And uh, I said, oh, yeah? And then I just hear him going, Tully McLean, Tully McLean. <laughs> I, I got. Like, I, I didn't see that coming. Like, he's never done that in a, like a year and he just busted out right there yeah, <laughs> yesterday so the good laugh uh, but but things have been good uh since i left obviously i was coaching uh i uh, got married i have two boys now um yeah. it's, it's been really great and and i've watched that 10 10 years <sighs> since the stars yeah it's it's and it doesn't feel like 10 years and um, i was i was speaking to shannon about it the other day and just again how excited i was to get uh, one of my favourite players from Stars history. Um, and, and I was saying that, that it doesn't feel like it was 10 years ago that we were all standing there. You'd brought the yes movement to Dundee. <laughs> uh, you know, for everyone that, for people that weren't there, the new fans that are that are now at the Stars and stuff, it weren't here for, for AJ. The Daniel Bryan yes movement found its way to Dundee. Um, yes, again, that was something special. But yeah, 10 years, it's crazy. Yeah, I feel like it's been a little bit too long, right? Like, yeah, when you look back on it, it's it seems like it's been short. Uh, yeah. But now that you know the three of us are talking, it 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 makes you realize how long it's been. I think. Yeah. Uh, as time went on, I know I've I've kept in in real good touch with Andy Bell and uh, with Brucey, uh, a little bit with JD. But as as time goes on, you know, it just for whatever reason, you just kind of you kind of yeah. drift. So it's been it's <laughs> yeah. been nice that I got an opportunity to. To get back you've, talking again. You've stopped being you've stopped being able to understand John through those <laughs> years that you've missed out. <laughs> I, I think that's in my head forever. I think it's <laughs> completely that that got wired in there. If I was if he was going to be my winger, or more more accurately, if I was going to be his winger, I needed to know what he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the things. Now I normally come AJ Junior Hotel. I'm so unprofessional at this, right? Yeah. He does everything, right? And I thought, I'm going to better, better do a bit of homework. And I wrote something down, and it was JD. Legend. So many goals, so many points in his star's career. Overall, right, great, probably the Mr. Dundee. Oh, yeah. And I've wrote, the biggest question is, could you understand him? <laughs> Early on, it was tough, i got to admit. Um, but the more time you spend around um, JD and, and just – anybody in general if you don't understand the dialect or or, or just the, the accent you you got to get used to it right it was i i noticed early on um and it made total sense it's not something that i thought about coming into it but early on when you know in most locker rooms you come in and you talk about oh did you see this nhl highlight that NHL? you're always talking about hockey uh i noticed that all of our scottish guys were talking about the premiership or you know the Scottish Premier League, yeah, and and I had no idea at that point. I was just started a few years before that. I think when I first started watching uh, footy, 
it was when Spain won their first Euros. I was I was really infatuated with how they played yeah. and and all that. So I was just fresh into watching it, and I just learned quickly. I I better uh, I better watch the Premiership and know what's going on if I want to, <laughs> you know, be able to just bond with my teammates. Like if you go for a pint or yeah. just sitting in the room, yeah. um, you need to know what's going on. And they they were really patient with me because of course. I, w- I wasn't as into it as they were at the time, but over the course of the year, uh, yeah, of course, I've been full on ever since now, and uh, I still keep up with it. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get into our what, what we'd what we'd said. Obviously, we always like to send over our guests um, a little spiel just so that they're not totally taken back by any questions. Um, but yeah, so you had started kind of you you were. ECHL, CHL, IHL. Um, obviously, you'd played with quite a lot of guys around that league. Um, one of seniors' favourite players, Jay Latulip. Um Mine too. So, yeah, <laughs> one one hell of a player. Um, and then guys like Jeff Legree from Sheffield. So some big house names that, that were in the league eventually. So how did kind of signing for Dundee come about for you? You know, we were a, we were a brand new team to the elite league um so how you know how did they pitch it to you they, they didn't really because as you know uh I, w- I was never one of the bigger names like to put up points uh but what ended up happening was my brother uh that summer got a job he got he well he's, he was still with the arizona coyotes but mm-hmm. he was uh promoted from being a video scout to an amateur scout so he had to move from arizona all the way up to the uh uh, Bellingham, Washington, which is the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And so he just the two of us said, all right, I'll, I'll come down. I'll help you move. Um, we drove the whole way. I, I, of course, at the time had a Canadian phone, I believe. So I had it. It was basically off the whole time. And by the time we got to his place after a couple of days, um, I kind of flipped my phone back on, uh, mm-hmm. got to Wi-Fi and I got a I think it was an email or a text from Brent Hughes saying, Hey, I'm on the player assistant in Dundee. We're looking for guys to come over. And, and I remember just being in like a full on panic because I've always wanted to get to Europe. Like after uh-huh. three, or, three or four years and whether it was the East coast league or central league, I kind of wanted to, if I was going to be in those leagues, I wanted to be in Europe where I could experience something else. And, uh, and that was where my goal was. So I, this was a few days had gone by since this text came in and I was scrambling just to get a hold of Hughesy and be like, is, is the offer still there? Like, do you still need a guy? And yeah. I was lucky enough that it was. And, and uh, we, we worked through it pretty quickly uh, to get there, especially being Scotland. My whole life I've, I've wanted to go just to yeah. even visit uh, and let alone play there, live there, experience it like fully that was a home run for me. I was, I was mm-hmm. extremely excited to go. Yeah. Now, now you say, you know, you weren't a big point scorer, but you were pro you probably led the team in all three seasons with shots blocked <laughs> without a doubt. They, yeah. I, I still, yeah. I still remember there was, there was one play where I think you blocked about three shots in a row and you were still playing the puck without with a broken stick, like you were p- kicking it out of the zone. And I, I think I remember like, that one. Yeah. Where the fuck's this guy doing this? Like, what the fuck? I think I, think I showed <laughs> my very poor footy skills on that. One. <laughs> well, to be fair, you could probably get a game for United now with, with some touches <laughs> oh. like that. So, uh, <laughs> I, do you know what? Um, the the blocking shots, I was always kind of in my thing, but it was actually Matt Suderman who really like 
would stick it to me a little bit. Yeah. We'd always have little friendly competitions. And he said, oh, I'm a defenseman, so I'll give you two to one odds. So every every uh, two shots I block, you get one. And we'll see who gets the most at the end of the game. And it was kind of because we were buddies and we, we always were hanging out together. It was kind of like a, a little friendly competition pride thing with, uh, yeah. with uh, Sudi. And uh, that that's where really where we really kind of buckled down <laughs> on that. That's where it came from is because we didn't want the other guy to outdo us. Yeah. yeah. As, a, as a forward, that's a good way to do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I try to tell that stories uh, throughout the years with our guys to see if they block a little bit more shots. So far, it hasn't worked out too well. Eh? <laughs> so what what we'll do is we'll we'll, we'll get uh, Stars TV to look out the footage for that that one clip, the three blocks in a row, and <laughs> oh, kick it out of the zone. We'll send it over, and you could use it in future. <laughs> yeah. There's there's been times I've been I've been uh, debating on using just a couple funny highlights. I've I've done it through like. <laughs> Maybe our development staff every now and again, there'll be a highlight that comes up. Uh, someone will post on Twitter and I'll say, hey, maybe we take a look at this guy. <laughs> Go, goes over some heads. Some people get it. And it's, it's pretty good. Uh, but uh, hey, without doubt, probably the, the biggest asset in, in any Stars team for penalty killing. Um, it was fun. Doubt. Uh, it was always, you knew it was going to be difficult for a power play goal when AJ's on the penalty kill. Always. <laughs> always. There's always the body was there. Um it was it was yeah. something I needed to do to contribute, that's for sure. Yeah. Started started pretty much right out of junior. I had to I had to contribute in some ways because I wasn't putting a lot of points on the board. So it was something I could hang my hat on. Yeah. The um so obviously you mentioned the the late Matt Suderman um and obviously Peter Cartwright as well. Um Guys that you'd played with a couple of years before coming yep. to Stars in Arizona. Uh, I'm trying because I'm trying to think back. Obviously, it's a lot. It's over ten years ago now. Decade. Had they <laughs> had they already signed at that point, or did you put, did you play a part in them coming? I think I'm pretty sure Sudi and Cartwright were already signed. Okay. Um, what was that, it like joining back up with them? Oh, it's great. I mean, yeah, Sudi was always like the life of the room. He was always very funny and loud and he's always stirring the pot and that was kind of his personality and pete he might be the best storyteller i've ever been around he just he can deliver a story like the best of them and he was yeah. a funny guy in his own right and then of course as the year went on when uh jay came he's probably hands down the funniest teammate just all around that i've ever known <laughs> he's he is one of the funniest guys uh i still send a text here and there uh Actually, what there was one time, must have been four, four or five years ago. Uh, he lives close to Syracuse. He lives in New, upstate New York. Yep. And I get a text from him saying, "Hey, do you mind? I might come to one of your games. Can I get about four or five tickets?" I said, "Yeah, sure. See what we can do. Maybe I'll see you afterwards if you can stick around." Yada yada. And he brings some of his buddies with him, and it wasn't just like a game they wanted to go see. It was like a night out for them. Mm -hmm. And so they were in full on. Uh, hooligan mode in the stands, and I, I'm kind of giggling like they're in the middle of Syracuse. Where Syracuse crowd, there's they're they're loud on their own, and it's a full yeah. building. It's, it's it's a very small building, and there'd be pockets of silence where you just all of a sudden you just hear like McLean, you suck, or you know, <laughs> what a terrible power player. Just you know, just little things like that, and then. We had to walk off the ice where Jay Jay was above with his four or five buddies. And as we're walking off, 
they're just like pointing at me, booing, and all of our players and our coaching <laughs> staff are like, AJ, what what's going on with this guy? And I was like, I couldn't stop laughing. Like I was belly laughing at across the ice. <laughs> and I'm trying not to belly laugh, trying to keep it together. And I'm just like, oh my God, Jay. Uh he got me pretty good that day. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Um there's there's been some stories that we've heard from about Latulip over the years. Um oh. even from his time in and you know, down at the other clubs in the Elite League and stuff, and it's just yeah, you could tell he was a character on the ice. You know, he was, he was a fiery little character, but he also he enjoyed it. Um, I can still remember. I think it was his first game for us in uh, Brayhead, and he scored the winning penalty shot. I think it just trickled through the five hole and no more. And the cel- his celebration, he just went absolutely crazy. Um, and he scored the game winner against Cardiff as well to stop them. Um, oh yeah, that was a good getting their Guinness yeah. World Record and his celebration. Because suddenly that was his old team. His celebration was just over the top. It was just, yeah, what a character. Um, yeah, he's some boy. Yeah. Um, your second season with the Stars um, was when everyone's favourite player, um, for rumours every season, is uh, can we re-sign Mark Kalanos? Every season we get this. Can we re-sign Even Mark now? Kalanos? Even yeah. now we still get yeah. that. Um, oh, I bet. He's probably in they, good enough shape to come back, too. He's always an in-shape guy. <laughs> Don't, if people are going to be listening. They're going to be jumping all over this now, saying they're going to be messaging Lefebvre, saying, can we sign up Mark Lanos for next year? But, yeah, Kalo, you know, did you pull the strings on that one? Because he came in, obviously, halfway through, and what a player he was. I, I can't fully remember. I don't think I pulled any strings on it other than, Maybe I was just asked, like, what do you think of the mm-hmm. what do you think of him? You played with him. And of course I would have gave Kalo a glowing recommendation. Yeah. Him when we were in Arizona and we were uh I lived with Sudi at home, but road trips, Kalo and I were uh, mm-hmm. roommates in every hotel. So he was I knew he was a great guy. He like I said, he always kept himself in top shape. Uh yeah. which if you can do that, you're you're gonna produce uh yeah. in the elite league. Uh so I knew it was gonna be a home yeah. run to get him. Yeah. First first game senior hat trick against Nottingham. I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a seven seven four or a seven three seven, win. Seven just... three or seven four, seven yeah. something like that. It might have been a seven three and he just ripped them apart. Absolutely ripped them apart. Yeah, he's, and he's quite a player. Looking at, everybody's looking at Kalo just going, Where has this guy been? You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What the hell um, he was. But for yourself, H you obviously Three seasons with the club, um, two as captain. How you know that was your first time being named captain? How how did it feel for you as a not not only for a it's just a, it's a team and a city that you grew to love so much. You know how how did you feel getting named captain? I, I was very proud. Uh, that was one of the coolest moments throughout my playing career. I think. I grew up, of course, with my dad teaching me the ins and outs of hockey. And, you know, it was always, you don't just, you don't just give the captaincy away. You don't just give letters yeah. away. You have to earn it. Like that's part of what he would say to me. AJ, you have to, if you're going to be a captain, you have to earn it by how you act, how you talk, how you do it every day. Yeah. You don't just give it away. And I, of course, as time has gone on, that's a little bit untrue. Now it's just, you know, usually it's just the best player gets it all the time, whether they're kids yeah. or in professional hockey, you just give it to the best player. But uh, for me, because I grew up that way and knowing that I was never the best player or the biggest point producer to either 
to be named captain that was just a little bit more special i think just on a personal note it it's actually in my house in nova scotia it's, we i only have two jerseys hanging up uh my wife did them up very nice for me uh, i think a couple summers ago uh and the dundee one with the captain on it is is one of the two that's up there you mean you mean the that one right this there one. yeah that's the one Look yeah at that. And uh, this one also, uh, you know, I've got a little thing because obviously, as I do, this one also made it to WrestleMania. I like it. And <laughs> That's uh, what we're talking about right there. There's, there's also a very fam- well, a very famous for for us being uh, fans, um, but a famous fan of AJ McLean in our truth, the WWE I, wrestler. When I saw that, I Who knew? Was- so hard, <laughs> so hard. I laughed because I mean I've always been pretty honest. I've, I I do enjoy wrestling, and I definitely enjoyed it uh, when I was younger, more so than now when I have kids. It doesn't get turned on very often. But when I saw that picture, it floored me. Was, the uh, Steph, uh, Steph, and I went through, and we said we're we're taking AJ's top. We we need to take the top. We're getting a picture taken with with the VIP passes that we had, and. You know, no word of a lie. The first person was Ryback, and he, he, apart. <laughs> he, t- he turned around and and he said, "Do you know? Do you mind if we get a picture with you with this?" And he just goes, "No, I I ain't, I ain't doing that." And I was like, "Well, fuck you! I'm not getting a picture with you then." And me and Steph just walked <laughs> to the back of the queue, and when our truth came out, our truth's like, "Yeah, too right. I'll I'll do this. Yeah, right in there. Right, see." You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, you've got a fan in our truth. <laughs> that that was fu- that was funny for me when I saw that. It was great. I think the only other thing I've I've gone to a few shows around here, just either with my brother. He used to live in town for a bit, and yeah. uh, I can't remember exactly why. Uh, I think WWE came to town, and something to do with uh, Kyle Dubas when he was with the the GM here. They gave him a, or they gave the organization a proper championship belt. Yeah, and I didn't know that at the time, but like the next day Kyle came in and he just, he basically like laid it on my desk and I was just like, what is this? <laughs> That's a good picture. It wasn't for me, but he at least let me got to see one hold one. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So Kyle, Kyle Dubas is a good guy. No. Oh yeah. 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 Pittsburgh. Oh yeah. You're a Pittsburgh guy. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. I forgot about that. Right. Yeah. So, and listen, listen. This this is an this is an interview about Kyle Dubas, okay? We're, right. What what we're going, but we are going to bring someone up because AJ's just mentioned them, which is the legend who was coach of the Ottawa Senators and Paul McLean. Still, one of my most favorite days was meeting him at training and having a nice little chat with him. Uh, didn't realize it was the whole training session, and I did apologize, but it was good to get a chat with him during the lockout. Yeah, he had a great time. Um, how how is your dad? Um, what's what's he doing now? He's good. Him and mum are uh, at our family cottage in Nova Scotia. Uh, don't know if he's fully retired yet. He's for sure. He'd be listening if somebody called, but I think he's done knocking on doors. He's enjoying yeah. his life. He's uh, he's he's got to come see us a few times. Um, my sister lives not too far away from him, so that's good. Uh, mum and dad are good. doing well. They're they're good. Yeah, uh, he's senior. I think we might uh, try and pitch a Paul McLean interview after this. Oh, that would be the that would be the pinnacle. That would be the podcast done. <laughs> we'd, ret- we'd retire on it. A former NHL coach would retire on it. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, yeah um, you, you speak of the time you speak of the time when he came over there that was that was awesome for me i yeah. remember that yeah. so well like for him to get over there and i mean i think one of my favorite pictures that i have of just him and i in our whole lives is there it was it was a man of the match i think yeah. from from dad dad told the story to me that uh either before the game or partway through the game, one of the wards said, uh, Paul, we'd like you to pick the man of the match. And he said, all right, it's AJ. And I said, no, we have to watch the game and see who, you know, who it actually is. He goes, no, it's AJ. And he goes, if I, if I came all the way over here and I tell my wife that I had to pick the man of the match and I didn't pick our son, that's not going to be good. And so they kind of had a laugh over it. It, it turns out, I, I think I played pretty good enough to be warranted the man of the match, but it's him and I with a you know case of Budweiser with the, the yeah, biggest yeah. grins on our faces. Uh, yeah. It was awesome. That was that was and, a good time for us. What was obviously because the family the family had been over and stuff. What was it like when you know the fans were 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 doing the chant when they were there? You know what was their thoughts of like holy shit like this is our son like they're, it, they it, love them. It, I, I think that, I think they loved it. They, my parents and and any family that came over it wasn't just my parents that came over. Uh, my brother and sister and I had yep. two two cousins and a, a good family friend come over. And they all thought it was incredible. They thought yep. just the everybody in the town was incredible, especially at the rink. Uh, it was a special place where everybody was so positive and and treated yep. us so so well. I think those are the things that always stood out for me. Not so much the on ice stuff, but like the yeah. the different stories that come about of importance with my own family like that, just say that picture there, or mm -hmm. there's a time where my, my mom and our cousin, who's the same age as her, uh, it was my first year. And we, I was, we were looking for uh, sponsorships and on the plane ride over my cousin, he ended up coming up with department nine. He didn't have a, he didn't have a plan for it. He just got the domain name. He just, he was actually doing a Sudoku. And that's where it comes. He goes, ah, Department 9. And that was our a sponsor for, I think it was me, Sudi, and um, Dan at the yeah. time. And and that Department 9 has now grown from just that mm -hmm. to he started making, like, little pens for us. He made hats. And now it's a massive production company out in Edmonton, Alberta for yeah. artists, whether it's movies, uh, music, nice. painting. It, it's grown through that. Uh, another quick story is I think the last goal I ever scored for Dundee, one of my cousins was there with his wife and kids. They have just traveling through to, to have a trip through Scotland and England. It just worked out randomly that they could come to one of our home games. And yeah. I scored literally right in front of them. It was, I think they were on the, they weren't on the Dundee side. They were on the far side. Uh, I scored right in front of them. And I remember turning around and they're, all of all of us were just like, "Hey, how about that?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and that ended up being the last goal I ever scored, professional or last goal I ever scored. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did that? Did that have a, a WWE celebration text? I know we had the the Randy Orton every now and again, and the yeah, old John yeah. Cena. And... <laughs> it, it, it might have. I, I can't remember the celebration other than like I can still see my cousin Dave's eyes where both of us turned and we're like, "Hey, how about that?" <laughs> <laughs> Bro, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah there, there has been sorry on you go senior no i was just going to say i know we're, we're interviewing ag but when, when your dad came over it was a massive thing for the stars fans because of at that time you know 
This is Paul McLean. This is an NHL, actual NHL coach coming into the building. And people were buzzing, absolutely buzzing for it. Um, and, and I suppose when you're selling your dad, it was probably just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny enough, I was going to say, no, it's, it was actually for whatever the fans, I, I totally can see how that was a huge, huge thing. Uh, but for whatever all of you guys felt and how excited you were and how, you know, all, all the emotions you felt about that, I would I would almost argue it's probably more so for my dad and I because that doesn't happen in the hockey world, right? Like there's no – during the season, you don't – my dad wasn't able to see a whole lot of me play, whether I was a kid growing up or, or not. That's, yeah. just, that's just the way the life was. Um, so to get a break in – his schedule where he could actually come so far to a place that, you know, meant so much to me. And we got to just spend one-on-one -on -one time together that it was, it was one of the, the best yeah. moments in my yeah. career. So I, I understand how excited the fans would have been, but for my yeah. dad and I, it was like yeah. through the roof for us just to go to, you know, tickets after the game and just sit and nobody <laughs> knows who he is um, yeah. and just, and, and just hang out there. There's actually one day, we went one night. We went there, and we were just hanging out. And I think uh, Hutchie was there with us, and a, a fella came over, just a normal guy out of the street, and he didn't know who any of us were. And he started talking with us. Oh, you're from North America? Okay, cool. And we didn't really let on what we did. We just yeah. said we were around. And he was uh, he was pretty close to being overserved. He was he was in a jovial mood, and he uh, he started calling my dad Colonel Sanders. His mustache, his big glasses, and and Hachi was kind of like, "Hey, hey, man!" Like almost like, "Hey, do you know who you're talking to here?" Yeah. And I quickly kind of grabbed Hachi. I was like, "Let this thing go, man!" Like, watch. Like, it was so. Yeah. My dad was laughing about it. Like, it it was years since somebody just treated him like you know yeah. Paul, Paul and from yeah. Nova Scotia. Yeah. So it, it was a fun time, and and it was little moments like that for us where we could just just be ourselves and we didn't have to, you know, worry about people spotting the head coach of the senators. We could just be dad and dad and son. Other than me. <laughs> Other than this guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, you, you obviously you had a lot of memorable moments in Dundee that we could touch on. Um, your first ever experience of Fife, you know, the shithole that it is. Um, I, I love going there. I mean, yeah, I, I know... The the rivalry is is so great, uh, but it always seemed very respectful from my from my side of the glass. It always seemed yep. very respectful, which is great when it's that way. Um, I mean, I I still think like on ice. I don't I don't think I've ever been a part of a an anthem that was more kind of you know when you feel the hairs rise up on your arms and stuff than than a, a Fife yeah. and Dund Dundee anthem. When everybody's yep. in there singing the Flower of Scotland, it is, I remember just being like, oh, this yeah. is something else. Like, it, it try, You kind of try to get it in North America, and, and I've, I've been through a couple uh, big ones where people are singing, and it is it is nice, but nothing has, has come close to, to that anthem yeah. with, with a Fife and Dundee uh, derby. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you've you've been parts of games where 
Rio was kicked out um, after the whole Ben Bounds incident. You've been involved in a bench clearance with Fife at our Christmas game. Um, and my personal favourite was your celebration in the crowd in Whitley Bay after beating Newcastle, after getting about four guys kicked out for fighting <laughs> and winning 3-2 and AJ's running up into the stands to celebrate. <laughs> I was I was actually going to ask you, like, what the... What happened in that game? Because I remember, I remember running up in the fans, and as I, when you emailed me that question, I was, I honestly couldn't remember for the life of me what happened in the game. Yeah, I don't know we, the we, score. I don't know if I scored. I don't know what happened. I just remember hearing everyone, like it was right by our locker room. Yeah, and I just, I ran yeah. up in the stands. We we had <laughs> we'd had a lot of guys. I think so. I'm pretty sure Hughesy was kicked out. Markway was kicked out. Markway was out. I think Suits was out as well, or Nebus was out. There was a few guys kicked out, and it all kicked off. A few guys, a few guys kicked out. We'd we'd won three two. It was the first time we'd won down there, um, and I still remember uh, Neil, who used to sit in front of us. He was he was on the plexi at the end of the game, legs dangling a lot. Like the yeah. there was a lot of drunk people that night, and then <laughs> for AJ to then come in the stand, coming up the the stairs, so. If, if people have never been to Whitley Bay, they, basically, the players walk underneath the stands and you can... Fans could actually go down the stairs and then walk around with them because that's where you go to exit the stands and stuff. So AJ's obviously going to the changing room from the penalty box area and up up the stairs to celebrate with the crowd going absolutely bananas. Yeah. <laughs> the, the other part of that memory that I remember is after... After the the celebration in the stands, you know, I, went, I went down and I went into the, the change room and we were kind of sitting there as a team. And I don't know, I can't remember who it would have been, but multiple different times, fans were basically kicking the door open and coming yeah, into yeah. the change room, being like, "Guys!" Ah! And I remember That's after funny. a few times, we pushed, kind of pushed them out, be like, "Just give us a minute. We'll come out. We'll come out." I, right. I think I was just in half of my kit, and I just remember kind of looking at everyone and being like. I'm sorry, guys. That's all me. I kicked that. Like, I started that. Like, <laughs> um, so, so part of the story you might not know as well is you actually, you, you obviously you've kicked all that off. Someone had actually stolen the Man of the Match award from the Newcastle changing room and took it on our supporters bus. <laughs> and they wouldn't leave until someone returned said crate of beer from the supporters bus. <laughs> It was a wild night. That was a uh, wild night. <laughs> that was a good time. For yeah. you, for you though, what out of your three seasons, what was your most memorable moment for the stars? I think it it would have had to be for sure when uh, Andy Bell took me to the Isle of Mall. It was it was totally off ice. There's there were some good on ice memories and stuff, but mm -hmm. when I look back at my time in Dundee, it was way more about. Uh, everything that happened off the ice. Like those memories I told you about with my dad, my mom, brother, sister got to come over, my cousins. Um, but when when Andy, of course, every Monday, we would go to either Tickety's. Uh, most time it was about three out of the four Mondays we would go to Tickety's. And then one of them, he would say, AJ, do you want to go for a drive? It was always within an hour, yeah. two hours of Dundee. Just places that a normal guy wouldn't know. Like, yeah. You guys would all know where we went. Anybody the imports would, would have never guessed to go there. Yeah. Uh, so one day he just he said, "I packed us some sandwiches. Me, you, and Kevy, we're going to go 
uh, we're going to go to Oban and we're going to take the ferry over to Mall and you're, we're going to see where you're from. And I was just like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it, it rained the whole way up there. I remember that. And just before we got to go on the boat, it stopped. Clouds went away. Uh, it was a beautiful day. We, it was actually the first day that you could take the boat over to see it. First day the castle was open to, you know, tourists. We didn't know it at the time. We just, Andy and, and Kevin and I just went. Uh, so we got to go through the castle. And I remember being in a, a room all by myself. And I just hear Andy a couple rooms away. AJ, AJ, come here. Someone wants to see you. And I'm, I'm thinking, what are the odds of this now? I come all the way to Mall. I'm at the, you know, McLean Clan Castle. Uh-huh. And I top my head. I said, somebody from Dundee who knows Andy or myself must must be here mm-hmm. so i walk in and there's this older gentleman there he just had a fleece on his his wellies were on all dirty and i shook his hand said hi i'm aj mcclain nice to meet you and and he says do you know who this guy is i'm sorry i, I don't he said that's the clan chief he said that's sir lachlan and i was just like oh <laughs> i think i put my foot in it <laughs> i'm so sorry i said this, this is so cool it was it was really good so he had yeah. a story for me. He's, he's actually been in my hometown in Maniganesh. Uh, there's the Highland Games there that are, you know, I think it's one of the oldest Highland Games in all North America. It's a big event. He's been there. Um, and he said when he came to my hometown, somebody, he, he, he didn't know the, uh, the person who did it, but he said, you know, somebody has actually given me a, a hockey stick and it has, you know, McLean on it. Yeah. Oh, really? He said, would that be yours? I said, well, I'm pretty sure there's only two people that come out of that town that would ever have McLean on their stick. And one's me and one's my dad. So it's, it's yeah. gotta be one of ours. And, uh, <laughs> anyways, I went on to make a joke saying, I hope it, uh, I hope, I hope it was holding his tomato plants up or something like that. Said, oh no, it's in my stomach. <laughs> so, that, that for sure was yeah. something I'll never, I'll never, ever forget. It was, it was a great trip. Yeah. Um, and then obviously then came the time that you decided to retire. Um, was it, how difficult a decision? No, did you know that that was time, that it was time to go? Because obviously the Sioux Greyhounds came knocking, you know, that's your opportunity McLean, to go. Assistant coach. There it is. Oh my God. <laughs> how you doing? Hi. <laughs> what, what, what Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good, good. It's always good to hear that song. <laughs> so, so for everyone that's now listening and watching this, uh, Mrs. Larzo has uh, intruded the show. <laughs> Special guest appears with Mrs. Larzo. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I can go now. Right, go. Good to see you. It's very good to see you too. <laughs> Just goes to show how much of an impression you have on us, everyone. It's still. I um, but she yeah, threatened, she, she's threatened all day for this, and I'm like, nah, it's never going to happen. <laughs> oh my god, I let so, her say uh, So, yeah, so the Sioux Greyhounds came knocking a chance to go assistant coach to um Sheldon Keith. Mm-hmm. When did you know it was time to go? You know, when was it the, the coaching gig that came up and you thought probably the right time now? Yeah, I think so. I, I think I was signed to come back for another year and. I, I knew even going over to Scotland, I knew I wanted to play and I knew I wanted to spend a couple of years, but I also knew that going over there, that was kind of the beginning of the end for me. 
I knew I was yeah. going to have fun, enjoy myself, work hard, and all that stuff. But I knew I I wasn't going to be there for ten years playing. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't really think much of leaving that summer, but I was sitting in Ottawa with my parents. Yeah. Uh, visiting them, and my dad kind of just asked me. We were sitting in in his office and at the arena. He said. There's a you know three three or four assistant coaching jobs and the OHL opened up. Would you wanna mm-hmm. do you wanna put your name in for it? Yeah. And I said, Yeah, that sounds like it'd be all right. And he goes, Well, do you have a resume? I said, Nope. He goes, well, <laughs> You better you better go home then. I said, Okay. So God love my sister. She was very uh, a very big part of me putting yeah. together a resume or CV um, that was somewhat looked like I had you know an education. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I did all my schooling, but uh, she was a huge part of me being organized. And I sent it on. And with the Sioux, they were basically the only the only place that gave me an interview, um, which was nice. Uh, we, we talked because I was in Ottawa. Sheldon was only just down the road in Pembroke. Mm-hmm. So we got to meet up one time. And then I think about a week later, I had another. I think I flew back to Toronto and met with. Uh, Kyle and Sheldon again for a proper interview and kind of took off from there. So it was, it was once yeah. I kind of knew I was going down that road, then I had to call Dundee and say, I'm, I'm not, I'm not coming yeah. back. I'm, I'm, I'm moving on to coaching uh, in North America. So it was once yeah. I knew I had the job, it, it was a no brainer. It was, it's always hard to yeah. stop playing and it's, it's hard to leave a place that you really enjoy. Uh, it, that is hard, but, you also just kind of know when, when an opportunity like that comes, you, you got to take it. Cause I yeah. was, I was ready for the next phase of yeah. whatever after hockey was going to be. Cause I didn't know if I wanted to coach, didn't know if I wanted to be a scout. I didn't know. I, I knew I loved hockey and I knew I loved to teach and be around players. I didn't know what, you know, Avenue I was going to go down. So. Yeah. And, and I think, and I think that's the thing with, with the stars as well. You know, you could see that that you were, you had that kind of coach mentor mentality too. Obviously, you took uh, Pip, Jack Watkins under your wing. Um, you know that that is when you were speaking about that. It came to me. That, you know, uh, you take him under your wing quite a lot. Um, I miss Pip. I miss him. Yeah. Oh, I miss him. Him and Gilsey living with them together. Oh. <laughs> that was so good. It was so good. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you there. No, 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 no. It's, uh, it's you know, even Gilsey's back playing again. So Gilsey stopped. He's got a big wedding this summer, isn't he? Yeah, that's right. Gilsey gets married this year. Um, but he's he's back playing again, and he's back playing with the Dundee Comets. So oh, for him, yeah, he's he's made a comeback again. But I was doing a bit of homework, and I looked at your first season with the Sioux, and I was just like, I was just, I was. Gone. When you see some of the names that were there, and I, I know the first name. We know who the first name's going to be. Yeah, Matt Murray. It's ridiculous that when, when yeah. you look at those teams that that you've been with in that first season, you had Matt Murray, Darnell Nurse, Michael Bunting, and Jared McCann. And it's just what. See when you look back now, how does it feel that you were part of these guys' development? That's it's pretty cool. Uh, 
especially when it comes to just say a guy like Matt Murray, that was, uh, I got to spend a lot of time with him because our, our goalie coach would fly in and out to help out. And be, of course, most of the kids had school. So when Matt was old, I think Matt was either eight, he might've been 19 at the time. So he didn't have, uh, he, his classes were at a different time where he could have a, like a morning goalie session. And of course they needed somebody to shoot. So more times than not, I would go out there and between him and uh, the goalie coach, John Elkin, they were the ones who really taught me really about the position of goalie. And while I was listening, I was always trying to almost reverse engineer it of like, okay, well, how do I get our guys to score then? If the goal, if this is the goalie's plan, how do you either mess up that plan or how do you use yeah. the plan against them? And they were very patient and uh, they would let me ask questions. So why do you do this? Or so if I do that, what da da da? And it was, it was a really huge part of, you know, what, what is in my toolbox now of coaching. Cause that always comes to mind where yeah. I'm, I'm asking our goalie coach all the time. I'm, am I seeing this right? Am I seeing this right? Can I use this against them or, or whatnot? So it, it was, that was one little piece of the Sioux that, that really was, was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you ranked first in, in those two seasons that you were there. Unfortunately, there were two semi-final losses, but when you look at the players, it's obviously seniors mentioned the players you, you coached. When you look at the players you go up against, guys like Debrinket, Domi, Bertuzzi, I hate to say it, Mitch Marner, let's say Toronto guy, um, and then quite possibly the best player in the league in Connor McDavid. Um, how difficult was it to to win it all? It it's incredibly hard to to win it all. Whether whether it's like when you're playing three, four playoff rounds of best of sevens, it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. It is so hard to win. Um, it's it's it might sound silly, but it, it's easy it's easy to lose. It's easy to stop when yeah. it gets hard. It, when you're sore, when you're tired, it's easy to go. Ah, it's hard to keep going. And yeah. of course, the OHL, uh, all th- all three of the the Canadian hockey leagues have a lot of talent on a lot of teams. Um, yeah. But some of those names that you mentioned there, it was, it was pretty incredible to coach against them. That first year that we, we ended up losing, well, we lost both years to Erie, I believe. But the first year was um, like, it was McDavid. I don't think he was even their best player at the time. They had, they had really? Connor Brown, Connor, well, points wise, I guess. Connor, Mc, yeah. uh, Connor Brown was there. Yeah. Uh, another guy who, who played a little bit of pro named Dane Fox. He had like 65 or 70 goals or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connor and, Andre Burakovsky were like almost secondary. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say that, but point yeah. total wise, they they were there, and they had some terrific defensemen who were in the NHL: Curtis McDermott, Travis Dermott. Uh, I think their goalie Oscar Dance. He's in the AHL, but he had a little bit mm-hmm. in the in the NHL too. It's hard, and even yeah. even when you get to get pro, it's it's even that much harder. So yeah. uh, we we had good teams, but they they were admittedly they were just better. They. Yeah, and and you look at it as well. You know, the same could be said for um, Connor Bedard as well. Just now, you know, they they went out quite early on, and considering how good a season he was having, and and with the world champ, uh, the junior championship and stuff, it just goes to show how difficult that level is. Yeah, it's it's really hard. And I found once I switched to pro, and 
you start dealing with pro guys, it's it's a whole nother level of hard because it's bigger, yeah. it's faster, it's meaner. Um, it to win championships is it, really hard. Yeah. So so then came that very very dark day for for me looking up to AJ McLean as one of my favorite ever players going to the Toronto Marlies. Um, I hate speaking about this, but it's not right. Um, you know, Sheldon was appointed head coach of the Marlies, resulted in yourself spending, I think it was eight seasons as assistant yeah. coach. And that, even again, saying that, eight seasons, um, you know, seems such a long time ago. Uh, how was the transition for you going from, you know, the, the, the junior leagues up to that kind of professional level? It was, it was a transition. I don't know if I, if I have the right word for it. Like I, I don't remember being overly intimidated or, or anything like that. I, I know you, you get the excitement you get the those yep. little bit of nerves. I think it was, it was a challenge for me because in the Sioux there was, uh, I was the penalty kill coach there for two seasons. Sure. Uh, going to, <laughs> going to the Marlies, uh, I switched over to be the power play coach. Okay. And that was that was a big transition as well as in the Sioux we had, you know, there's three of us as coaches and there's a few other people that came on the road with us who helped with, you know, our announcer, our team service with all that. And now we went to the Marlies where we went from maybe a staff of you know 6 to 10 mm-hmm. to now the Marlies was legitimately 30 people. Yeah. Who weren't who weren't players. They're physicians and equipment and you know there's there's no shortage of people there uh to make the operation run so that actually was the probably the best part for me was i got to almost be the glue between a lot of different yeah uh departments where i could basically just be myself and get to know people and yeah you know it, it ended up being really good i think Getting to do the power play hockey wise was a great challenge for me to you know turn my brain the other way, uh, and I've been running with that ever since. It got me to see a lot more offense than I ever you know played, which has been great. But going to the Marlies, especially in those early years when we were uh, really developing the new development program, yeah. was was unbelievable. I got to work with Scott Peller and uh, Daryl Belfry and Mike Ellis, Barb Underhill is an incredible skating coach. They taught me things about, you know, the little intricacies of hockey uh, that I never even looked at, whether it's the angle of your knee, the shin, and how you hold your body and your positioning. And they opened my eyes to a whole new world of detail uh, that I never, I never would have got if I didn't go to the Marlies. Yeah. And uh, just how, how different was it? once uh i nearly said adam there for you they were that used to speaking about adam keith on this podcast and you know he said how how different was it when sheldon moved up to the leafs and obviously a new head coach came in yeah it's it's always different uh not difficult but it's always a change right i was mm-hmm. i only ever coached with sheldon and we're good friends and yeah of course you're used to seeing somebody every day and then you don't that's yeah. one part that's weird but i think uh the thing I would say that I got out of it the most, which was very good, is you know as you as you go in with with the same people, you kind of it was my first year coaching. Of course, they got they gave me my first job and my second job, and yep. not that you're not that you're always looking for a stamp of approval, 
Um, yeah. But I think you're, you, I, at the time was kind of always, whatever I was doing, I'd kind of, you know, you'd be looking like, is that okay? That what we're, yeah. That's what we want to do. And once he kind of left it, I was, you know, I, I was on my own to figure mm-hmm. that part out. And as the last, you know, three, whatever it was, four years where yeah. we've been apart, uh, I think the best part about it is I've grown way more confident and I yeah. just, I know what I'm doing now. I don't have to, I don't have to either ask or look to say like, what do you think about this? I'm pretty, I'm a lot more confident in my abilities to say, no, nah, I want to do this. Yeah, yeah. This, is how, this is how we're doing it and we're going for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, quick fire question for you. Who was your favorite player coach? In Toronto? So far. I got to say, it, there's a lot of really good players that have come through here. A lot of guys with high-end skill. A lot of guys who are just nice people. I yeah. think the my my answer is easy. It's it's Richard Clune. Dickie Clune has to be by far my favorite. There's not a lot of people that uh that you go f- from being like a player coach relationship to yeah. friends, and he's he's one of the few people that made that yeah. transition. Uh, we did it together. We still talk even all the time. Uh, yeah. But he's Dickie's a special guy for sure. Just getting to hear uh, how he handled himself throughout those years with us at the rank and how he helped, you know, us as coaches create a culture that ultimately ended up winning. Uh, yeah. He's, he's just an incredible guy on and off the ice. Nice. Um, so obviously it was announced um, that you'd be leaving the Marlies uh, after that season there. Yeah. What's next? If you can see. <laughs> the NHL draft. Uh, well, I, I'm, I, I don't think I'm any different than anybody else who's in this position. I, like you said, it was eight years. Uh, even when I was with the Marlies, I would joke around and say, yeah, I'm, I felt fortunate. And I would say, you know, I should be on my third team by now. Because usually in hockey, it's every three years you move on. Yeah. Um, so I, I joked around about that while I was there. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to now it's only basically my second team that I have to do. Uh, so I'm no different than anybody else in this spot. I'm trying to call and text as many people as you can, go to the draft and meet people. Yeah. Uh, and see where it comes. And so that's really what's next for me. What we'll do is when, when we tweet this out, we'll we'll tag Ottawa. Um, obviously, there's a, there's a big disgruntled fan base in Ottawa just now uh, with DJ in charge. So um, I'll put some feelers out there. Okay. So that's all we'll see on that. All right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you've got to remember, AJ's already worked with Kyle Dubas. Hey, I'll, <laughs> so t- I'll get the phone call from Pittsburgh. I'll, I'll never turn my nose up from help from anybody. Okay. Listen, listen. If we're gonna if we're gonna go here, senior, right? We all know Kyle Dubas was holding out for Ottawa, and we made the stupid decision to prolong the sale of the club, and ended up sticking with Dorian. So. You guys leave me out of that. You one. guys were second choice. He's <laughs> uh, <laughs> nothing. He's right on the phone, just in case the phone goes. I'm just a guest here, guys. I'm just a guest. <laughs> um, but AJ, obviously, it's we we we've been trying to get this organised for a while. Um, obviously, with with clubs and permissions, and obviously you were you were in the pros, so we couldn't. You are a free agent. We are extremely grateful yeah. for you coming on. Um, we've absolutely loved every minute of it. But what we've got one final question. What is your final message to all the Stars fans? 
we might need another hour. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess it's, it's thanks for not forgetting about me. Um, whether it was the team, anyone who worked within the team, anybody who was a supporter and anybody who was outside of, you know, the, the hockey world that I ran into in Dundee, I haven't forgot about you guys. That's for sure. I tell stories. I have memories. Uh, what do they call it? Core memories. I have so many yeah. positive things where even, you know, e even when all this came about where I was let go or not, not extended with the Marlies, even my wife said, would you ever think of going back to Dundee? And you say, well, yeah, of course. It's never say never. Um, it, it does mean a lot that you guys didn't forget about me because everybody holds such a dear place in my heart. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be there and be welcomed. And it was, it was the best place for me to finish off playing hockey. Yeah. Well, listen, as, 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 as fans, we say, as, as fans, AJ, certainly in Dundee, Dundee fans have always said, you play for the name on the front of the jersey and leave everything else to the fans, right? And when guys like yourself came in and play for the name on the front of the jersey, rather than the name on the back, that's why you're never, ever forgotten. Ever. Yeah, I was I was just going to say, you know, JD might be Mr. Dundee and the, the top point scorer. You know, you've got guys like Jeff Marshall and, and Dryden Dow now currently um, just with how well they play and how much they, they, they absolutely love the club the guys are never forgotten you certainly always come into that bracket of a Stars legend it was it was only three seasons but it, it, it felt a lot longer and honestly the amount of people I have kept this so under wraps that we were getting on the show <laughs> I told a couple of people and they could not believe they're like I can't wait for this. I honestly tell AJ said you know Jack Ingalls was one of them, our old water boy. Oh yeah. How is Mumbles. Oh, uh, Mumble was uh <laughs> Mumbles was saying like, I can't oh my god AJ I can't wait you know you know and uh yeah you know it, everyone will never forget you um uh, that, you are a stars legend. That means a lot to me. It does. I mean like I said that place is near and dear to my heart and uh I, I really would like to bring my sons over one day just to show them whether the team is around or not. I would, they're still going to make it to Dundee one day where I could show yeah. them around uh, the, the city. And uh, I'd be, I'd be pretty sad if nobody was around to, to, for them to meet, right? Like you guys, yeah. and Brucey and JD and the, and the crew. So yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A, you guys have something special going on there. Yeah. Well, again, AJ, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Senior and I both greatly appreciate it. Yeah, certainly um, do. We'll, 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 you know, we'll try not to put too much shit on it, um, just in case it might harbour some jobs in the future. Um, but no, thank you again for your time, uh, Senior. That's it for us in this yeah. episode. Hopefully, we'll have a couple more former players lined up over the next. What's this? June, July, August. Two and a bit months before the season starts. Yeah. So. Uh, Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for watching on YouTube and that as well. And we'll see you all soon.